<laughs> so FAPC they make you draft a kicker in defense. Yeah. It didn't used to yeah. always be that. No, no, sometimes no, no, they no. change it, right? Not, yeah. So you have to have a kicker defense, but in season you don't have to have a kicker defense on your roster. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing, I started dropping my kicker mm-hmm. on the Thursday uh, run mm-hmm. to see, and I'd pick a guy that's playing on Thursday mm-hmm. to see how he plays. Mm-hmm. If he does good, great. If he doesn't do good, I drop him back and pick up a kicker. Mm-hmm. For Sunday, so I always had that extra player, I like, like that. that look, you know. So I used to tell him, like, don't tell him that. I used to always tell him, like, don't tell him that. <laughs> Welcome to First and Fifteen, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion AB. Of course, our guy Dio the Machine is here, guys. We finally have the guy that we've been wanting to bring onto this show yes. for a long time. <laughs> Scott Barrett is here. Listen, if we were going to bring on a guest, it was going to have to be a big fish. Yeah. We have Scott Barrett here, CEO of Fantasy Point. Scott, how does it feel to be on the couch? I, it feels great, man. This is a super comfy couch. Happy to be I know, you just got me two drinks. I'm feeling good. I was yeah, like, Mama, we made it. We, we got to Barry on the podcast. Yeah. We made it. Hey, I'm sitting next to a millionaire right now. You know, we've got a, a fantasy football legend. I'm saying what he did back to back in the Football Guys Players Championship oh, will man. never be done again. Oh, that's, that's more impressive than Nolan Ryan's strikeout record. It's, it's up there. It's never going to be tied. <laughs> oh, Legendary man. Red. Guys, let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's start the Cowboys for a mm. second. We've all heard that Mike McCarthy is now going to be calling plays for the Cowboys. We believe that he's going to have this West Coast offense that he that he's run before. We don't know that yet because we haven't seen any plays. We haven't seen anything with this offense yet. Do you guys believe the narrative that this is going to be a ground and pound offense and just maybe throw some slants and dump offs to the uh, uh, to Scott to Pollard, or do you guys think that they are still going to be hitting CD Lamb down the field, and this is going to be an explosive offense, like I guess kind of what it was last year? Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, I, I think. Uh, CD Lamb could still hit value. I, he's kind of actually a fade for me at ADP late round mm. one. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, mm. yeah, so, Sigmund Bloom, football guys, has this, you know, uh, he talks about it on like almost every episode, like the assumption of rational coaching. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the assumption of rational coaching is, you know, you have Dak, Pro- Dak Prescott, a, yeah. a really good quarterback. Um, you know, you could throw the ball, but like, this is not a rational coach to me. This is like yeah. sort of a donkey, in my yep. opinion, who's yep. always been massively overrated. You do not let Kellen Moore go. Kellen Moore is easily one of the greatest offensive, young offensive minds mm-hmm. in football, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, like, that was a huge he mistake. He was snatched up like this. Yep. Yep. Of course he was. Cool. And uh, yeah, they would get into feuds because McCarthy just wanted to win with the ground game. He wanted to win with the defense. He foolishly gave... Zeke Elliott more carries than Tony Pollard, who yep. is far and away the best, most explosive runner in football. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I am super out on this Dallas Cowboys offense. Hmm. The whole, oh. Just about the entirety of the offense, the one player I keep going back and forth on, and there was like a time where I had him 
as my RB4. Uh, that's Tony Pollard. Yeah. Who just like, yeah. Uh, last season, he ranked 25th in expected fantasy points per game that measures mm-hmm. the worth of his role, his volume, 25th yeah. in XFP per game. And he ranked 9th in fantasy points per game. That is yeah. insane. That is remarkable. Yeah. Like, yeah. He is so good. Yeah. And then Zeke Elliott is no longer there. Yeah. And so it's like if he gets just 40% of that, yeah. he could easily be the RB1 in fantasy. Like, yeah. And that's just 40%. Yeah. Um, so like – He's someone I really waffle on. One thing I will say, it was I was listening to Bucky Brooks during draft season, and he said, you know, I was talking to my friend from the Cowboys front office, and I was like, you know, why don't you give Tony Pollard more touches? And he said, yeah, you know, we really believe like he needs to be at 12 mm-hmm. to 14 touches per game because uh, we think anything more than that limits his explosiveness, yeah. mm-hmm. which is so stupid because every time you have given him 15-plus <laughs> touches, he has yeah. like 200 yards yeah, from scrimmage. Right. But again, it's assumption yeah. of rational but coaching. I think, I think Pollard actually like agreed with that. I think Pollard came out and actually said, like, coach is right. I, I, I kind of I mean, need to stay fresh. With just those and, 14, 15. And so part of, part of it, like Austin Eckler said the same thing last year. He mm. lobbied to get yeah. touches taken off of his plate. Mm. But what happened? He like touched. Yeah. He was the only and one to touch it. Those points. Because like yeah. he is so good. And like Ronald Jones isn't good. Yeah. Like yeah. Leonard Fournette, if he signs yeah. someone like that. Is yeah. Good. That's, a, that's an interesting take. I don't think I've heard anyone who's kind of been like almost full on fade for the Cowboys outside mm-hmm. of Pollard. And even then it's kind of a, you know. I mean, FFPC, Jake yeah. Ferguson in the last round, I think it's <laughs> exactly. great. Yeah. But it's yeah. like outside of that. I would say this. Uh, I'm with you. I'm, like, not on CD Lamb. I think, I, 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 you know, the idea that he's going in the first round to me boggles my mind because mm-hmm. last year he was in the best possible position that mm-hmm. he could be in. Mm-hmm. You know, he had little competition. Gallup was coming off an ACL injury, you know, and he mm-hmm. still talks about, like, how he was not fully himself. His other competition was, like, Noah Brown. Uh, and an injured, I gotta you know point that out. An injured uh, Dalton Schultz throughout most of the year with mm-hmm. an injured PCL, and he had Zeke and Pollard. And that was pretty much it. So, and he obviously had Kellen Moore. We remove Kellen Moore from the situation. We have a healthier Gallup. Okay. We add in uh, Brandon Cooks. To me, I don't see how this now you know uh, puts CD Lamb in a position to be in that top tier of wide receivers. You know, the guys who truly dominate targets, uh, who truly can dominate in a red zone. To me, last year was the ceiling year. Because I just think you add those other pieces in and you take away Kellen Moore, to me that really limits his upside. I think he'd be a great wide receiver one. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, you're going to lose your league if you draft him. But I think there's an you issue. Don't think he has a I don't think he has a ceiling. So why would I take somebody without a ceiling in the right, first round? Right. Absolutely yeah. want no parts of CeeDee Lamb. But... This is where, like, I, and I'm the one that added this question because something doesn't add up with this offense. Like, they want to ground and pound, but how? You have C.D. Lamb. You have Michael Gallup. You have Brandon Cooks. You have Dak. You can, you know, we can kind of question the Dak. And you have Pollard, but you're not going to give Pollard 30, you know, right. 30. Well, we just talked. They want to limit his touches. They want to limit his touches. So I don't see anyone else in that backfield. I don't see anyone that they can physically bring in outside of Dalvin Cook to where they can really, truly ground and pound. And I do think, you know, I can't recall the schedule off the top of my head. I remember the 15 through 17, which is amazing. But I think they're going to be in a lot of competitive games. And we mm-hmm. talked about it before. Like, I'm less so on, like, uh, strength of defenses, passing, rushing, and more so on game totals. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be in a lot of games where that game total, that Vegas total, is going to be pretty high. And I don't think they're going to be able to get there with the run. Right. Their, de- their defense is good. 
But they've historically been really good at scoring touchdowns. Right. Could see some regression there. So I'm kind of like buying Dak a little bit because of where he's going with the idea that, yeah, there's that chance that they just can't do what they want to do and they have to lean on their best assets, which I think is their receiving core and told and, and Pollard in the passing game. Because I think a way that you can ease Pollard, you know, carries and touches is mm-hmm. by including him in that passing mm-hmm. game and he's not have there. Not basically don't do what you did last year to Kamara. Mm-hmm. Please don't do what you did last so year wait, to Kamara. You think, you think you think you're gonna spread the targets around? No, no, no. I think CeeDee Lamb is still gonna be a wide okay. receiver one. Okay. I just think he's gonna be low end. We talked about that. We had this debate, this mm-hmm. running debate between Gallup and Cooks. I honestly it's a bet. Yeah, I love where Gallup is going in draft. It's a fifty dollar bet. It's a fifty dollar bet. Yeah. I, what was his bet? That uh, Gallup would outscore Cook. No way. Yeah, we can't get some money on this. Yeah. I love Gallup this year. Yeah, the thing is, is like I've never been on Gallup. I do this thing every year where like I'm like not. I'm just like out, completely out on a player. Like one of no parts of it. And then the following year, I'm in. I I like I like more so where he's going late because I think there's a lot of outs. Mm-hmm. I think there's outs where they could really move him around the the formation, like you said. You know, assumption of rational coaching. They talked a lot about like moving him around the formation. Maybe McCarthy just has in his head like this is the guy that we gave a lot of money to. Don't forget, I believe this, this guy. Second year off the ACL. The second year off the ACL. That's so, the biggest thing. You know, second year off the ACL. Trying to gain that confidence. And as a Texans fan, I watched all the Houston Texans game last year, and I don't know what the analytics say. You know, Cooks is a good wide receiver, but I don't think he's someone who truly should demand targets. Mm. Like I think he's, I think he's great. I think he's great down the field, but. I don't. I just. I don't see him. To me, like having him play the intermediate role is basically taking away from CD. Okay, yeah. so I think CD owns that. I think Cook is best used downfield, and so is Gallup. Both mm-hmm. of them are. But I. I don't know. I, I, that. That to me is a little. A little sketchy. So there's but. two guys. Neither of y'all. Well, you brought. You said his name, but y'all didn't really go in depth. Two guys that are like just ringing in my ear that I was hoping y'all would actually bring up. One is Jake Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You're talking about the intermediate route. If we kind of put Jake Ferguson in that Dalton Schultz role, Ferguson is the guy, in my opinion. You know, the guy coming, it's going to be a second year. Remember we said tight ends usually get that second year bump. Um, Talented, he looked good last year. What Chris, you said there was times where he was on the field, you thought it was actually Schultz. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he, he's going to play that exact same role. So I like him, and you can get him super late, mm-hmm. like super duper late. If you're looking at these drafts, you can get him. 18th, 19th round. I um, might have been highest in the industry on him when he was coming out of college. Oh, too. He, I thought he had a really better. underrated class. That. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to get some more. Uh, I need but more. The other guy, because, okay, the question was the narrative. Right. I, I never heard this narrative. We were actually talking about this earlier. I never heard the narrative. I just missed it. I haven't been paying attention to my tweets. Uh, but apparently the narrative is they want to be ground and pound. Right. If they want to be ground and pound, and we were just talking about how the fact that Pollard it's probably not best utilized with just too much wear and tear. Like, he kind of has his sweet spot. Yeah. Somebody has to take those other carries, right? Good point. And if we look at the options available, everybody's kind of low on Ronald Jones, as, I, as am I. No one even mentions him. No. He's I'm waiting people to mention is Malik Davis. Yeah. Malik Davis, the guy that started over Damon Pierce at Florida. Mm-hmm. Looked good. Actually oh. had a little bit of a receiving game to him. Pierce doesn't have a receiving game. Right. So he has that. They liked him last year, but I think he got hurt, so they didn't mm-hmm. really use him much. Um, but he's right there. Yeah. Like, are we just not considering him? He has the size. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. possible, but again, like I kind of go back to the narrative of like, yeah, you can, you can use him, but are you going to lean on him, or are you going to lean on Gallup, Cooks, you know, CD, that's just where, and, and, and shout out to Fantasy uh, Points. Uh, you know, you guys have like put out this new tool kit. Uh, the data suite. The yeah. data suite. 
Uh, and so, like, I think the first week it was free. So I was just like, I'm in office, I'm in the clinic. I'm like, patient's ready. I'm like, give me one second. I got three more days. I got three more days. But, you know, it, it's just, it's, it, it's, number one, it's very easy to use, okay? And so it's just very, it's just nice, nicely aesthetic and visual, or it's a nice visual for the eyes. Like, it's very easily, easy to sort, very mm-hmm. easy to find things. And so one of the simplest things I like to do, okay, what offenses were good last year and why were they good? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, I go to, you know, offenses. I sort, okay, who scored the most uh, points, okay? Dallas was near the top of the league in that. Mm-hmm. How did they score their points? They scored, I think, the second most rushing TDs last year. Zeke is gone. Mm-hmm. So either A, like Tony Pollard could truly smash, mm-hmm. you know, or B, like that regression from rushing TD may spill over to passing TD. Because, again, they're going to have competitive games. I see it. So that has to go somewhere. You know, Tony Pollard's not going to score 20 TDs. Uh, I mean, I mean. Maybe, but likely not going to score twenty TDs. So that that has to go somewhere, you know. Pending, you know, obviously them, you know, bringing back Zeke or some or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing too was like, I was expecting them to have far more passing attempts last year and to kind of be near the top of the league. And that's really not what I saw. I think they were about league, league average, but below league average in pass attempts last year mm-hmm. and around league average in passing yards. So again, it kind of goes to the point of, you know. There's still a little bit more room to grow. Even if Mike McCarthy says he wants to do X, Y, Z, if you're in a, a competitive game, you're in a competitive game. Yeah. And you're not going to be leaning on Malik Davis. Dive into a few of these things. Yes, yes, yes go ahead. So, uh, you do, so you can have to jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get lost in the sauce. <laughs> uh, so, so a few things. Uh, we were talking about CeeDee Lamb. I, I just posted a, a tweet today, so I want to reference it. Uh, over CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz's last 19 full games with Dak Prescott under center, CeeDee Lamb only outscored Dalton Schultz by 1.1 fantasy hmm. points per game. Hmm. And then if you throw out that one game where Philadelphia's slot corner uh, left on the second play of the game and he destroyed me in DFS, they were basically <laughs> even. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's like he had the dream scenario yeah. and it just didn't, like, he didn't... Uh, failed to capitalize on yeah. it. It was a disappointing season to me, like as good as like the finish mm. looked on paper. That's like, what it was. That's what you think. That's what you the, remember. The yeah. names he's he's surrounding, like I, I can't get on board with that. Uh, what do I think Dallas is going to do this year? I think they definitely sign one of these free agents. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's Dalvin. That's really bad. Mm-hmm. Probably Zeke. And they just stupidly give it him the yeah. ball a dozen uh, times a game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what they did. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what they did last year. If they, if they do that, is that her problem? Um, like, yeah, for, for sure. But like, they, I mean, the flip side, the flip side to that is like they don't sign anyone, and then like you should have been taking Pollard at the one hundred three. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to say was it's not just that Mike McCarthy isn't. Or it's not just that Kellen Moore is a genius. It's also that Mike McCarthy is a dummy. Or maybe I just put that. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like uh, Kellen Moore, yeah. since he uh, became an offensive play caller, his offenses, or Dallas, led the league in pace of play. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mike McCarthy's offenses, back when he was with Green Bay, were exactly. nearly like dead last, yeah. despite mm-hmm. having Aaron Rodgers, and he went so run heavy. And so it's like, 
That's the kicker. That's the kicker. Right. Yeah. And so you're you're losing like yeah. immense volume just on yeah. pace of play. And then he's also calling plays and like he hasn't yeah. done it in a really long time. He wasn't good at it. Like I don't know yeah. if you remember yeah. the, the ouster of Mike McCarthy, yeah. like the tabloid fodder, like that big ESPN piece <laughs> yeah. where like yeah. he was getting like massages, like yeah. Yeah. And, like calling off practices <laughs> to get massages in the locker room. And then it was also like him and Rogers were butt heads were like Rogers like this guy's an idiot. Like, yeah. let me just call the plays. Yeah. And like do you know who uh, has the single game record for passing yards with the Packers? No, who? I'm like really bad with names. It was like Rogers backup, like that random week 17. <laughs> Do you remember that? He threw for like 480 yards. I think I remember you talking about Tim, Tim Boyle? No, yeah, or, I think, was it Tim Boyle? I don't know. I don't remember, but I think I remember. We, we, can, we can pull yeah, yeah, we'll, But anyway, uh, Rogers has come out after the fact. It was like, that was the game they let me call the plays. I was like on the oh, <laughs> 480 yards. <laughs> like, you know, when it's Mike McCarthy, it's like, yeah. I do remember that. Anyway, like, that's just, that's just yeah. my job so, now. But. So, who's the OC for the Cowboys? Is he just... Uh, Schottenheimer. Well, the, it is McCarthy calling plays. Though, it, yeah, right? he, yeah, McCarthy's calling plays, but okay. yeah, I don't know I don't know what Schottenheimer's going to do. So, are we for sure it's going to be the McCarthy offense? He said he's calling plays. The McCarthy so offense, by the way, is just like win with your defense and like hide your like yeah. Uh, yeah. sloth pace. Yeah, good cowboy. I could be over. I could be overstating it. There could be value here, but it. And let's talk about this though. Like, let's talk about analytics. Listen, fantasy points has advanced analytics that I think leads the industry. But what happens when the advanced analytics doesn't line up to what you see on the film? Like, which one do you trust more? The analytics, or do you trust like what you see? I mean, I, I'm I'm such a data guy. Like I, I trust, I trust it. And it's your question. But like, I'm I'm not like analytics over film. It's yeah. just like that's me. Like yeah. I'm, do you I'm watch not, the games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All I, the games, or like you probably catch a game. Here. Uh, I mean, I do red zone, and then like sometimes I'll go back and watch games, but like not as much as like Ben Gretsch or yeah. JM to win a lot of other guys. Be, just because like I'm not a great yeah. film analyst, but I am a really good like analytics guy yeah. so like that's what i stick to luckily for me is like dating back to my pff days and like all the charters we yeah. have compiling this data for fantasy points data i'm friends with like a lot of legit geniuses yeah. and so like i'll get their opinions like brett whitefield who runs our charting team yeah. is telling me brandon Ayuk is a top five wide receiver in the wow, NFL. Yeah. I don't know if it translates to fantasy. Wow. <laughs> this guy is getting overwhelmed. He's a freak after the catch. Yeah. Route running goat. Like, he's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk, huh? And so, like, I mean, like, it's it's tough to make a case with, you know, Purdy and all these mouths to feed and yeah. all that stuff. But, like, hey, I, you know, I, I bumped him up two rounds in my rankings because this is the same guy who, you know, uh, said Patrick Mahomes is easily the best quarterback in this mm-hmm. class, mm. should be the first pick when he was, yeah. he was coming out. He's given me so many amazing takes over the years uh should have listened to him when he told me clyde edwards hilaire is like around six caliber plus so going back to iuk and this is you know going on tangent. um no um what's the thoughts on debo um, because so 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 from from Brett's perspective is like Ayuk is like clearly superior to Debo. I think there's like important context here where like mm-hmm. we have a, also an NFL insider on our staff, Adam Kaplan, yeah, yeah. for fantasy points, and he was telling us last year he was like. Debo looks like shit. He's like overweight. <laughs> like, yeah. He seems checked out, and so like 
but but that's now being like reaffirmed by Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like in, in you know photos of just chest. He was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know if like a man has ever sent me so many pictures of himself topless, but like Debo yeah. said, yeah. I was in terrible shape last year. You know, I'm really getting after it. And so you could explain that down year like that. And like, if you right can. after he got paid, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Like, there was like a mini holdout yeah. for a while. Um, but anyway, yeah, he, he's like one of the most freakish after the catch uh, receivers of all time. He also yeah. gets those manufactured touches, including like uh, goal line work as a runner. So yeah. um, it's like tough from a fantasy perspective because you also have Kittle and then you also have McCaffrey yeah. who's going to get his like yeah. seven targets. And we had him. a discussion about this because, you know, it just didn't make sense. And I think most people have Brock Purdy, you know, especially when the news came out that he's going to be ready for camp, essentially, uh, and definitely ready to start the year. Most people had him pegged as a starter. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much been, you know, uh, what we've heard out of the uh, 49ers organization. Right. So, to me, like, what other team can you point to that has – Five guys, at least in FFPC format, no, four guys, going in the top six rounds. Mm-hmm. And these guys all play a role in the passing game. CMC right. in the first round. Debo in the third or fourth round. Kittle in the fourth round. Uh, Ayuk now is in like a, is a, just a perennial sixth round or, a, you know, he's just kind of trenched in the sixth round. Right. All these guys are going, and, they're, and their quarterback is just not even being drafted. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you just have to take a stab. Like, if you have that many receiving options, I know he doesn't run, but still. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's the issue. He doesn't run. I think that's why people kind of just. But like, we see oh, a lot of we see. I mean, look where Kirk Cousins is going, and Kirk yeah. Cousins has T.J. Hawkinson. Oh. I'm still questionable on his like. He's a great tight end, yeah. yeah. but I'm questionable on how you know like he's not Kelsey to me, and he has obviously J.J., which is maybe the best in the game, and they got some couple of guys here or there, but we're drafting Kirk Cousins I mean, well ahead let's of be them. Real. You still have people that are skeptical about Mr. Irrelevant, right? There's yeah. still people that are still true. Like, this is true. There's still Trey Lance, you know. But they're not skeptical about Shanahan's <laughs> Still. Still. Trey Lance. So, man, I, I mean, I feel you. I yeah. like Purdy. But, um, you know, it's crazy. So, when you was, can, can I speak on Purdy? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, don't, I don't think he makes sense in this format. I don't think he has, like, yeah. QB mid-range QB1 upside, yeah. low-end QB1 upside even. But he is far and away my most drafted quarterback in best, best ball. ball. Yeah, exactly. He got amazing exactly. Yeah. Uh, he exactly. ranked ninth in fantasy points per start last year. He yeah. ranked sixth in fantasy yeah. points per drop back. And, like, what is San Francisco trying to do? They're trying to, like, dump Trey Lance's salary so mm-hmm. they have more yeah. cap room next year and just, like, ride – uh, Brock Purdy's minuscule salary. Yep, they are yep. all in on him. Yeah, yeah. And That's like, the formula. It's like the margin of safety is like it's impossible for anyone. It feels like to fail given this supporting cast, yeah. which includes the goat play caller yeah. and Kyle. So, and, so you think Purdy holds on to that job? Yeah, for sure. I think for so. like years or like this is just a year of training. I think two years at least. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, he's like the golden ticket in Superflex League, Superflex best ball league. I mean, he, unless he just like really sucks, but if he plays like. Close to the caliber he was at last year, I, I think they ride he it out. With it. And he's in the perfect offense for that. Yeah. Like these guys are yak monsters. That's right. They're yak monsters. Like and and you in the defense, like you have to be worried about all of these weapons all at once, moving around the formation. Oh, and guess what? Like you have an amazing play caller yeah. and designer in Shanahan. The only yeah. issue that that offense may have is their like O line because I think their O line is taking a hit. Is they Joe Staley though? No, I mean, Trent Williams is still there, right? He's, he's still there, but that's pretty Trent much it. Yeah. Okay. But, so when you were talking, you know what's great? When you were talking, we were talking about 49ers. For some reason, I just kept thinking the Dolphins. 
right? Because you were talking about how these guys are drafted so high, yeah. but the quarterback's going late. You got two Dolphin receivers drafted in the first two rounds, and we're taking two at the very end. Is two undervalued, in your opinion? I think so, yeah. Yeah? So if you throw out the game he left, or he, the game he had a concussion and really should have left mm-hmm. uh, but didn't stay the Bills game, and then you throw out any other game where he played on under 75% of the team snaps, he would have finished as the QB6 in mm. fantasy points per game. If I'm drafting an FFPC, is not really a target for me just because um, I don't. I just don't see league winning upside. Yeah. Like, and he did have that one forty-five point game. And if you throw that out, he yeah. was basically like Kirk Cousins. Okay, who are like, you drafting then in FFPC? Yeah, who are you drafting? Put the camera on. We want to know. <laughs> <laughs> who are we, are, are we take, talking quarterbacks? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I, who are you taking? Yeah, put, so, put the board up. Who are you taking? I want to know. So I have, I have honestly no idea. I'm probably for the first time ever going early quarterback. Mm. I was the king of late round QB. Like uh, last year, my most drafted quarterback was Justin Fields. Uh, two years before that, it was Lamar Jackson. The year before that, it was uh, oh. Uh, no, it was Jalen Hurts, and then 2019 yeah. was Lamar Jack. Oh, you so like the runners. runners. You like the oh, runners. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, not me because. I'm looking for your speed. I will say, uh, so I'm, I'm, I have to write my guys, yeah. my like draft plan that I do yeah. every year. And so like I, this is something I'm deeply thinking about. Uh, I've to- Aaron Rodgers is another guy like Purdy, but like even more so. I could yeah. see him winning MVP because – You know did- what? I told you. I, you you I did. Told he you. told me, and I was I like, hey, I don't want Aaron Rodgers. I was like, man. I was like, I don't care about hard knocks. Nah, but I got to say, because last year I was just completely off of Rodgers. Because uh, I think the year before he had a pretty decent year. MVP. I was completely MVP. off of Rodgers because it just seemed like he didn't want to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was doing all types of shit in the offseason. And he just didn't want to be there. Green Bay. I know, but he was there for a long time. <laughs> but he just didn't want to be. And he had all these new passing and receiving weapons. Yeah. And it was like he didn't want to develop a rapport with them. Yeah. Now he's sitting courtside at Boston right. Celtics games. Like training camp, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing all these things. He's talking about how good Garrett Wilson is. He's like buddy buddies with uh, yeah, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, he just, he just gave up $35 million. Oh, like, yeah, he's yeah. all in. He's, yeah, he's all in. And this is what got me. That's that crazy. Clips usually don't get me on Twitter. I usually just ignore them. Yeah. I'm usually only looking. What this guy lined up in the slot? No. But <laughs> I saw the I saw the little. You know, he just had this little, just you know, the swag and the, like the side arm to, yeah. to to Garrett Wilson. He just had that look on his face. So like, yeah, we about to take the Not to mention though. Yeah. I saw a recent picture of him. I guess they just put it out. He looked old. But he could be he could be in uh, you know he could be in uh, Andy Dalton like you know all right I'm gonna show y'all you know? he, he also got skinny arms I don't know if you ever seen his yeah, arms it's like for a quarterback and his skin is starting you know so what I was just saying yeah, like, yeah uh, his last two of his last or the last two times two seasons he was with. Nathaniel Hackett, mm-hmm. he won MVP last year. He had a broken thumb from week five on. You can excuse yeah. that. Yeah. I, I just, I just think he lacks like truly league winning upside to be someone yeah. I'd name. Yeah. Another guy I, I keep thinking really deeply about is Daniel Jones, who went like right next to. Yes, sir. He only had confirmation bias. <laughs> <laughs> he, he finished what QB ten last year above Justin yeah. Herbert, above yeah. Tom Brady. Uh, he only had 15 passing touchdowns. He was throwing to nobody, guys nobody. with broken feet who would still get 100 nobody. yards in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, now he has Darren Waller, the who's yeah. like 
easily my, my must guy. draft tight end yeah. by a landslide. Love Darren Waller. Really like hearing that. Um, like and he's got a Konami code to his game. He yeah. ranked third in scrambles last yeah. year. And he's got Brian Dable. You yeah. know, we saw Josh Allen yeah. regress a little bit last year. might have been the yeah. midseason injury. Uh, but Daniel Jones made this like ridiculous yeah. leap, and I, yeah. I could see another leap yep, coming yep. coming yeah. for him. He also has Isaiah Hodgins too. Yeah, but uh, I like that idea. So, like the second year <laughs> in the offense, like okay, let's just you know, you struggled in the year. You've had a lot of offensive coordinators, a lot of head coaches. Mm-hmm. You've had a bad O line. You've not had a lot of weapons. Let's keep things simple this for this first year. Let's get you comfortable with the playbook, and then second year, let's open this up. Mm-hmm. Bring in Paris Campbell. Don't sleep on Paris yeah, Campbell. He just Isaiah Hopkins. He will say that name first, right? <laughs> yeah. Paris Campbell first. Right. Bring in Paris Campbell. <laughs> Obviously, bring in uh, you know Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt, and you can you know whatever you want to say about Jalen Hyatt, but the idea that they were thinking to themselves. Let's bring in speed. Let's mm-hmm. bring in downfield I'm threats. Situational I mean, deep threat. Yeah. He can excel in that role. D- Daniel Jones. He, he was a good deep throw. You know. He was the Blitnikoff winner. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones ranks fantasy points data second best in deep passer rating. Yeah. And he he ranked second lowest in deep passing yeah. attempts. And it's like. Mm. That's what I was So that's what he brought. Yeah. Paris Campbell's yeah. fast as hell and Jalen Hyatt, super fast, elite deep threat in college. So I'll be honest with y'all. Ever since that episode where I was like crapping on Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> you started going back. <laughs> back. These are my confessions. <laughs> he's going so late. He, he is. is. Yeah. Like he's going after that. Yeah. Uh, just guys that I'm like, yeah. this guy, because Chris keeps telling me Future MVP Daniel Jones. Yeah. I keep hearing that. I'm like, <laughs> future MVP and Daniel Jones being taken this late. Yeah. So I've been picking up a little bit. Like, yeah, this this is this is a unique year as far as I feel like you can really do anything when it comes to quarterback mm-hmm. and really like your team and like your layout. Yeah. We've been talking about like the idea, or at least I've been kind of saying. I mean, you finished in fifth place with Jared Goff. Like, this is a yeah. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Mike White. Was it Mike, Mike, Mike White? Mike White. Mike White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying this is a format <laughs> yeah. where like quarterback doesn't really yeah, matter. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's two flags, two running backs, two wide receivers. It's the tight ends, man. It's the tight ends. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I know. But another thing I want to say about Dave Jones, it almost seems like he has a chip on his shoulder. Oh yeah, to me, like maybe because of the disrespect, people don't believe in him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he's trying to prove like I'm the guy. Yeah. You know, so I like it. He wanted big money. He wanted big. I think you're right. Yeah. I like that. No, so let's talk about drafting for a bit because we've heard zero RB. We've heard about, you know, listen, it seems like, because this wasn't really our draft. This was AD's draft. <laughs> Don't say it's that, man. We put a little draft. bit in it, man. We put a little bit in it. But listen, it was AD's draft, though. And I'm not gonna lie. I was a little tipsy. Everybody not know. I was coming back from a pool party. <laughs> I was on the sun all day. Yeah, I was going to hate But you've been yeah. drafting a lot. That's a yeah. criminal offense. Right, right, right. Drafting, you know, that's you gotta be careful. But you've been heavy, robust RB this drafting season. No, 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 I'm not. You've been, you've been. I've been playing it two ways. I've been playing both sides. Because when I first started, I was like. These running backs are going so late. Running backs are being pushed down the board. Mm-hmm. I have to respect the market. I got to respect mm-hmm. the market. Chris, and I got to play the market. Put our draft up. So yeah, yeah. when I can see, you know, the, the board falls, I mean, I was getting a ton of CD lab, and I can start off, uh, or sorry, Stefan Diggs. I can start off Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams because he was sliding. I was like, I'm going to do that every time. I love Amon Ra. You know, I'm not as high on A.J. Brown as everyone else, but I'll take him in the second round. But knowing I can get all of the potential running backs that are going between rounds five and six, and even in rounds four, 
I love getting that star stud wide receiver, you know, especially the top six guys. The others I kind of play around with. Um, but the running backs that are falling, like, they're, you know, to me, like, I like the idea of getting consistent production. And I feel like it's a lot more predictable uh, trying to figure out what RB2 to play against a certain matchup versus trying to figure out what wide receiver two or wide receiver three to play against yeah. a certain matchup. Yeah. End of season points always look the same. And it's like, okay, yeah, you know, Terry McLaurin scores, you know, the same amount as uh, Rashad White. But it's hard to know when to play Terry McLaurin. For me, I think it's not as hard to know when to play Rashad White. And if I got five or six of those guys, I can just toggle between who has the best RB matchup. Yeah. So that's kind of the premise but behind like a, a hero wide receiver or uh, a zero wide receiver build in certain cases if I want to get a little I crazy. I mean, it's really just the fact that we might be getting to the point where, again, we might be jumping the shark with the whole – Wide receiver heavy draft. Exactly. Yeah. This is what this is like when I pivot. Zero running back. Yes. It, it, it was it was a profitable or a good strategy because everybody was taking running backs and you were able to get like four or five top wide receivers, like top ten wide receivers. Yeah. And just have them all on your team. But now everybody's taking wide receivers. You you if you go zero running back, your third wide receiver might be a you know a wide receiver two three ish type of guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the advantage is really not there anymore. So then it's like what, what I'm always saying with everybody zigging. I'm looking at the Zag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're Zag, you can really stock up on these running backs if you hit the right one. The only concern is that it's just a fragile position. So I'm still not there where you are yet. Mm-hmm. But let's I talk, see the vision. Let's talk about this board. Okay. Uh, so hold this on, is, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. There you go. There you go. Get in there. Get in there. Get in there. Get in there. See, no, we got to give another drink. <laughs> this, this is what every investor says. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't pay to go with the herd. Right. Yeah. In fact, sheep get slaughtered. Yeah. So yeah. you zig yeah. when others are zagging. Like, that's where all yeah. the money is. And, like, that's always been true for, for me throughout my right career. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I get what you're saying. I'm just, I just can't get on board with it. I think mm. this is the ultimate zero RB year. Okay. Like, look at... Uh, we, we know about the RB age cliff, mm-hmm. that historic draft class that had Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. They're all like on the precipice of the mm-hmm. age cliff. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry just broached the age cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the threat of multiple running backs holding out, Josh yeah. Jacobs, mm-hmm. uh, possibly yeah. J.K. Dobbins. Uh, we have you know the, some of the young running backs you should get excited about, Brees Hall. Um, are coming off of like devastating uh, Javante Williams, yeah. devastating knee injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the added extra game onto the year, uh, like when I do my post draft presser series, like I listen to like every coach and and GM talk. All of the ones who took running backs early said, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know the age of the bell cow is over. You need multiple mm-hmm. guys. It's just yeah. such a long, grueling season." Mm-hmm. And so it's like all these things stacked on top of each other. But the biggest thing to me is just. You go where the value is. And yeah. to me, I'm looking at this board. Yeah. I want to talk about this board. And the value I'm seeing is, damn, Josh Jacobs round three. Damn, Joe Mixon round four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashad White round six, round five turn. Yeah. Uh, round six, Alexander Madison. Round seven, James Conner. I love yeah. all of those guys. Yeah. That is insane yeah. value. Yeah. So like, if I can get that, like potential bell cows and a Rashad White, Alexander Madison, James Conner that yeah. late. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to be trying to load up on on wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. So, I will say I will say though, like 
I don't know about Chris Olave, Devonta Smith, round two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is where we go. So like, so my team here starts off Tyreek Hill. Okay, so I don't like oh, to go. Yeah, this is my Tyreek Hill is my team. So I don't like the zero uh, uh, wide receiver bill. I like the hero. Oh, you got two of the running backs I met. Oh, three of the running backs I met. Thank you. Wait, Thank you. Oh, oh, you. So it has just like with and, zero wide receiver. And this is the, the format. Right this is the format yeah, too. Where exactly. Like you don't start three. It's two and then two flex. Yeah. So that, yeah. that does aid the argument. But sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah. See, converted. Converted. I got you. I got you. I got you. They, they, they didn't believe. They didn't see the vision. They didn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we start off with Tyreek Hill, get a mm-hmm. hero. And then, like you said, like I could have taken Jalen Waddle there, you know, pair him with Hill. You can argue four. I would have liked the team better if you did yeah. that, but that's okay. But then you get to Olave, you get to Devontae Smith, and I'm like, great wide receivers, but are they going to score more than Jonathan Taylor? Okay, okay. So I'm just okay. Like, that's the issue. So I'm yeah. like, I don't want to just give up points. You're right. So then we get back to the to round three, and I'm like, you know, at this stage, I'm just going to assume that he's going to sign at some point. He doesn't have much leverage. He could definitely hold out, but I I, I volume draft. We're trying to. I'm trying to beat ten thousand other people. So I just got to. No, you know, I got to just take yeah. third that's round Josh Jacobs point. when he comes to me in the mid third round, and he's a, and he's one of the few potential bell cows, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the idea behind for me for when I, when I'm talking about this robust RB build or the hero wide receiver build is it's not just grab running backs it's grab potential bell cow running backs and those who will play ideally a role in the passing game as well so then Joe Mixon in the fourth you can argue that but who am I taking after that I like Christian Watson but Joe Mixon versus a Drake London versus a Deontay Johnson to me is uh, I'd just rather just take the guy in the elite offense with a lot of That's question marks behind him. I think people are just taking these wide receivers. Yeah, just, just and then, take yeah. So I I mean I, I can't get on board with DK Metcalf round three, Calvin Ridley round three. But that's where they're going. I know. I so okay. I so I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, I will also say like Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, all oh, no. Uh, Debo and Keenan and Christian Watson, yeah. two of those went right before you. Yeah, I like them exactly as much as I like. I would definitely taken. Yeah, I would have definitely taken Keenan Allen. I love That's Keenan my guy Allen. this year for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, insane value. So you mentioned a player, and I kind of want to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. about him, but specifically Brees Hall. Mm. What are your thoughts? Him coming back with injury, like you mentioned, that you still kind of like him. Are you not concerned at all with him coming back from that ACL? So I, I don't really like him. Uh, I. Friends with uh, Dr. Chow, another another okay. name drop, and uh, he we had this phone call where it was Dalvin Cook's sophomore season. I'm like, no, I think Dalvin Cook is so good. Yeah. Like, I really want to go all in on him, but I'm worried about this like uh, ACL. And he's like, do not ever draft a running back their first year back from ACL. Do not ever. And I'm like, I'm like, is it he's yeah. not going to be good? And he's like, no, he could be fine. He yeah. Could be, it's just the risk of re, uh, compensatory injuries, mm. and also you tend not to, you know, be just as good. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm like, it was Saquon Barkley, and I'm like, I don't know, like the risk reward. I'm like, it's like, do not ever draft. And so, I like this is a tricky situation because, like, I, I think, I think the Jets are an amazing bet to win the Super Bowl. Like, they're like seventh in odds tied yeah. with the Cowboys, yeah. who I hate. So, like. I, I think they could go nuclear. <laughs> I think there could be like a ton of touchdowns. Like yeah. he just fall in the end zone twelve times. Yeah. Um, so it, sounds it, like it makes you're not me high on Brees Hall right now. Yeah, but like the ACL makes me nervous. So if okay, if you could pick up any round, any spot, where would you actually feel comfortable taking Brees Hall? Um, Looking at this board too, the way everything. I like falls. yeah, exactly. I like Gibbs more than him. I like Jacobs more than. Him. I like Mixon more than him. I like. You like Mixon more than him. Yeah, oh, I wow. probably like Rashad White. Like that's definitely one of my guys Over this year. Brees Hall? 
If that's um, the case, then he's being super over. It's tough, man. I like I'm just not drafting just because of the ACL thing. Gotcha. But I like I love the player and I mm-hmm. love the, the team fit. It's also, by the way, like like Dynasty, I think he's like if you own him, like I would sell him immediately. because uh, he's like priced as like the R B two or R B three. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jameer Gibbs so much more than him at cost. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not just the ACL, it's also like like everyone's like, Oh, he was the bell cow, like yeah. he was just about to break out, like he was producing because he's really good, yeah. but it, like the Jets are a team that wants a committee. That's all they've ever yes. said. Yes. Even last yes. year, yes. Michael Carter was getting sixty percent of the snaps, yes. and then he just drafted a rookie yeah. who stinks, by the way. But like yeah. they did draft like, another rookie. No, nah, I'm a hater. You think yeah. he's trash? Yeah. Yeah. I think I know he's trash. trash. Oh, yeah. I gotta get rid of him. I gotta get rid of him. We gotta have Scott Palmer off. Come on, baby. So you think he's trash? So he's a freak athlete, which like there's upside there. Like I missed on. I missed on. Checo last year. He was okay. a freak athlete. Uh, but, like, I'm a big missed tackles forced and yards after contact. And by that, like, trash. He, like, like I looked at all the running backs, all the running backs ever who had, like, similar numbers to, to him in those two stats. Yeah. And it was just all bust. Okay, so, okay. And we're going on It's like Javorius <laughs> Allen. And like, so, if, 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 if Manaconda is not the target for the... Because you just told Brees Hall is a D&D. Do not draft. Uh, I mean, I'm saying I'm not drafting him, but like, there's a point in the draft where like. So, I could. which Jets running back would you draft if you were concerned with? So, so none of none of them uh, because so oh, I, think, I think I think <laughs> so. I mean, Brees Hall, but like, so I think a Banaconda like he is a poor man's Tevin Coleman, where he's like an explosive one cut and go guy yeah. who never gets more than six to eight touches in a game. I uh, but I think they want a committee. It's like, what happened last year when Brees Hall went down? No one was really viable for fantasy. So, like, yeah. I don't even care who their handcuff you know, is. It's a committee. But this is that, that is such, like, an important concept that, like, I think really gets, like, overlooked. For best ball, less doesn't really matter all that much. Mm-hmm. But for when you're, when you're in redraft, like – Yes, Michael Carter, 20th round, great value. He ends up being the RB 36 on the year. But, like, game to game, like, he scores five, six, and then he has that 20-point game because Brees is, and like, not a big player. And, and then you start the next week and he doesn't. And then it's a Zonovan night game. <laughs> yeah. And then it's right, that one week, right. Abanacana, you know, went yeah. out. So I think it's really important kind of what you said. Like, they want a committee. And if you have to guess when to start, and you, you have to pick, it's huge. Then why? Then don't waste that pick. So even that twentieth round pick that like you know ends up being the RB thirty six by attrition. Yeah. You know, that's really a trap play. By and you attrition. got him in the last. And by you got him in the last round. So this was always my argument, especially in these leagues. Like you want bell cows, guys who are just like so rock steady, consistent. Yeah. Regardless of game script, whereas like you know like uh, early down workhorses versus scat backs, yeah. it's like uh, you know Derrick Henry like stinks when the Titans lose, yeah. um, uh, or like James White in past years like only did well when the the Patriots were losing. Like things like, you have to guess the weeks yeah. and it yeah. never works out. And so like yeah, I wanted to pay up for bell cow running backs in the yeah. earliest rounds, start them every single week and feel yeah. great about it. Whereas like so many of the zero wide receiver teams like this guy has. This guy has Diggs, Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Christian Kirk, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Like, good luck. Like, even if all those guys are yeah. like, good luck predicting yeah, like, exactly. who's going to exactly. So, I, I thought that was a great, just I think in today's day and age, like, the age of the bell cow is over. Yeah. And, like, the running backs, I do think, 
the high probability could be Belkow are going so late in yeah. Rashad White yeah. and Alexander Madison, James Conner. Yeah. yeah. Conner just continues to be slept on. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Even if, only, even if he only plays five games, like, to me, <laughs> because the first four, first four to three weeks of the season, like, let's be honest, we, like, think we know what's going to happen. But really, we're all just like you said, like, it's Christmas Day yeah. for oh, four weeks. Presents. And we're just yeah. opening the presents, yeah. figuring out. You know, oh, how, have how wrong were we? Not how right were we. Yeah. yeah. How wrong yeah. were we with certain situations? So in a situation like that where there's, like, not much behind him, you can anticipate probably negative game scripts. Okay, good can question. play third down. Good question. I love yeah. just getting that. He, he, by the way, he scored over the past two seasons more fantasy points per game when Kyler Murray was out than when he yep. was in. He had, like, a 90. Cole got we like, – Cole McCoy didn't get hit. Cole does not want to get hit. So real quick. Yeah. Who is the backup for the Cardinals? Like what are you doing? For, are you even worried about the backup or are you like all of them are trash? I, I mean that's kind of what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like I so there's some concern here because the regime changed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I spent a lot of time looking into like that. Too, where it's yeah. like Cliff Kingsbury's not there. Maybe this new coach wants a committee. It's just like there's no That's serious true. competition, yeah. so like it ha- to me so it has to be. I have be to ask you: Have you charted Amari uh, Demacado? Uh, was that the guy who played for the same team TCU as uh, with Kendra no. Miller? Oh, okay. No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay. Do that and get back to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. Oh, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm always throw a name out there, and I'll be like, yeah. ah. I know. and then he'll throw it out there again, and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then you'll see him like game day, like. Suiting up and like you know running for hundred yards, be like. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kendrick Miller went off, so you couldn't have too many touches. Yeah. Right? I didn't have a lot of touches. I just, I just wanted okay. to see what you think yeah. about him. Okay. He, he has good size. He has. He has a He's not a Keontae fan. Right. Keontae didn't play that well. So, so we've been talking about running backs for a bit. Robust RB. If you if you're gonna go robust RB, let's talk about some of those late round receivers that you're buying. Listen, I don't want to bring up Isaiah Hodgins. <laughs> Anymore, but let's talk about other late round receivers who you think are major values. And when I say late round, I'm thinking anywhere from round, let's say nine and below. Uh, can we we start with? Can you give me round eight and below? Alright. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Uh, so it's either Evans or Pickens. No. So uh, could you could you pull yeah, it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps popping back down for some reason. Oh. Um. So he's man after my own heart here. He, t- he took my guy Elijah Moore, who like. Yeah. Oh, so, so like I said, I'm an analytics guy. Uh, like, and he had a stellar prospect profile, mm-hmm. but like. This is like a tape thing to me. It's like, he is so fucking good. Like, yeah. why isn't he hitting for fantasy? I, I have no idea. Like, you watch, actually, just There's watch last year. Way. Zach Wilson could not, you know, come within 15 yards of him, even though his opposing cornerback was like 20 yards away yeah. from him. So frustrating. Um, I also have so kind important. of an inside scoop on what happened with the Jets. This new uh, coaching staff in Cleveland, much better quarterback than Zach Wilson, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And the coaching staff really believes in him, loves him. But it's not just him. Uh, can you scroll back up for just a tiny bit? Uh-huh. I don't know why it keeps popping off. Could it's be popping my, off. It could be my... <laughs> right, it's popping off. 
So I saw Gabe Davis there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I was like super out on G- Gabe Davis. Like I was his biggest Me too. this year. But now like I would love him in round eight. I think that's Me a great too. value. Uh, round nine, I need your opinion on this. I'm still workshopping it. But like I you know, I'm the upside wins championships mm-hmm. guy. Oh yeah. What about what about Michael Thomas? Like I get we like he hasn't Michael played Thomas. a game in forever, but that was literally our first comment because I kept seeing Chris Olave go in the second round, and I'm not knocking people for taking him in the second round because he could absolutely hit. I would. But I was just like, we're just going to completely ignore Michael Thomas. And I think we kind of get into that fine, mm-hmm. that fantasy mindset. Yeah. The shiny new toy, you know. Uh, and this was like my first year. Like, all the air yards last year. Yeah, yeah. All the air yards. Again, Andy Dalton in DGAP mode. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm not done yet. Uh, but what if Michael Thomas stays healthy? The, so the last, time what he if played, he does? the last time he played a full season, he set the NFL record in – receptions yeah. the next year he only played like four or five yeah. healthy games with Taysom Hill under center and mm-hmm. he averaged like 140 yards per mm-hmm. four quarters and granted it's been a long time since yeah. then yeah. but it's just like the upside like I'll take the zero like even yeah. if he doesn't play a single game I'll yeah. take the zero in round nine just yeah. for the off chance yeah he's like an 11 target guy again even if he doesn't do much after the catch yeah. and you honestly I'm thinking yeah. yeah they do and I'm thinking about the quarterback as well uh this is kind of like where I like just think about the psyche of a quarterback and just kind of what I've seen I mean, from him he's a guy who had Devontae Adams he's yeah I, do, I don't see him as this guy that's like okay I'm just gonna chunk it downfield I see him as okay who's a guy that I can trust he seems like a safe quarterback, so I think this is mm-hmm. maybe the year that we can see the resurgence of Kamara. He's not going to be what he was two or three years ago, mm-hmm. but he's, I think he's going to be better than what he was last year as far as in the passing game. But I think he's going to kind of lean on that like veteran wide receiver. And we talked about it last year when people were trying to decide between Tyreek Hill and Waddle, which after the fact seems like a crazy statement, mm-hmm. but that was like a statement last year, like mm-hmm. who to take or like why not to take Tyreek Hill so high. And what we kept saying was just that like, are you serious? Like Tyreek Hill is just going to alpha his way to number one. Some of these guys are just going to alpha their way. Like they're right. just going to be in the wide receiver room and say, hey, look. Like, That's what I'm saying. These so hands like are going them. to the huddle yeah. and be like, so yeah, I like yeah, but I, I like that's that, that's a good point. It's a scary one, but like what other like caliber wide receiver I mean, that yeah, pedigree you get in that late? Who has the upside after him? Yeah. None of these guys. And I don't mind getting a guy that like even if it's just for like four or five weeks that I get them like going that late like that's four or five weeks that I get you know and I can just sort of kind of like do a little bit of in-season management as well mm-hmm. Rashid Shahid's interesting too like yeah. I, I don't know that that's I'm drafting him and starts it but I have him in like every dynasty league yeah. he uh, uh, was more efficient than Chris Olave in yards per route run it was like one of the best seasons ever mm-hmm. for a rookie and like that's one mm-hmm. of the most predictive stats uh, from like week 12 on, he had more yards than Olave on only yeah. like 12 more routes run. Like if you remember last year, I think the first touch he had was like maybe the kickoff return of the game, like a reverse, took yeah. it to the house. Yeah. And the next touch he had, then he took it to the house. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. this guy has that talent. You know, yeah. I don't know if they're going to give him the actual like usage, yeah. but if they do, if he has that kind of talent, like that's a league winner. Oh, they're definitely After that, about. I spent like 800 fab in all of my dinosaurs. <laughs> and like the next closest bid was like $8. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, so like I, you know, some cause fallacy, but like I, I do love you so much. Money well spent, man. Money well spent. Yeah, yeah. So, so you talked about uh, Mike Evans and Spike Weeks. What's more valuable to you guys, though? Spike Weeks or consistent week? I'm a Spike Week guy. I'm a Spike Week guy. I want the guy that's gonna win me a week. Really? You know, I want that. I want that. I, so I disagree just because there's like diminishing returns, right? Yeah. So like let's say Tyler Lockett scores 80 fantasy points for you one yeah. week. It's yeah, like, okay, well, you already you, – then you beat your opponent by 75 points. So yeah. like everything after yeah. whatever it was is like superfluous. Um, so like it doesn't really contribute to, to win probability. Yeah. Um, I just like don't care at all. I just like mm-hmm. think about – um, just like season long upside in this format, though the tournament style f- yeah. format, it's a little like you really care about postseason week upside, and then spike yeah, week exactly. upside can yeah. really matter yeah. Yeah. because you can go through the whole season being like one of the top teams, a solid, uh, uh, you know, a, a oh, real, real quick so round seventeen. John Mechie's insane. <laughs> You I know, agree. Yep. Oh, yep. of course. Hey, I was just God. looking about today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I was just looking about today. Yes, sir. Who's your team? Uh, Giants. Oh, okay, okay. Jersey. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think uh, I think he's easily the best receiver on the team. I think yeah, he's going to be the wide receiver. I like to hear. I it's good that you can take a stand that. there. Before we move on, I do have one question. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, are you familiar mm-hmm. with the wide receiver dead zone? No. Okay, you were right, Dayo. Most people know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, in years past, there's been like this RB dead zone that people are talking yeah. about because people were drafting wide, you know running backs a lot earlier. Yeah. With the running backs that are coming down and everybody's so, like, hungry for wide receivers, I feel like that wide receiver round, like, you know, maybe as early as round four through, like, round seven, eight, I feel like they're not necessarily landmines. They aren't guys that are just going to just, like, be complete duds throughout the year when you look at their end-of-season numbers, but they're guys that maybe aren't going to, like, pay off compared to some of the running backs that may be going around them. So... Between rounds four or seven, I'm not going to ask you who to avoid, but, like, who are, like, guys that you're like, okay, I want that guy, I want that guy. Like, these are guys that, like, are in rounds, you know, let's say five through eight. Who are the guys between rounds five through eight that you're really going after? Um, So I just, like, hate dead zone analysis just because, like, I I believe, like, every season is its own unique Mm -hmm. special snowflake. Like, last year, like, oh, screw Josh Jacobs. He's a dead zone running back, and he, like, broke fantasy football. Uh, But you said five through eight. Who am I targeting here? Um, So I I, I do love me some uh, Darren Waller in this format. Yeah. To get him in round five, like I think he's probably the single most mispriced player in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashad White, I like a lot. Deontay Johnson, I like a lot. You De- Deion- Okay, okay. Uh, I think he finishes as a high end wide receiver yes, too. Sir. He's <laughs> yeah, he's he's just like a, he's just always open and like that. You get targets, you score fantasy. He's not going to score zero yeah. touchdowns again. Um, here, I, I'm not really an Alexander Madison guy, but like he is. Yeah. Probably going to get the Dalvin role. That's good value. Mm-hmm. Um, Brand, Brandon Ayuk, just because, you know, Brett is, like, always right. Uh, so, like, the talent's there. Uh, James Conner, again, we talked about. Yeah. Michael Pittman was great value for you. That was a really good pick. Uh, Kadarius Tony, I'm taking some L's just because yeah. this injury is so bad. But, like, he was one of my must-draft at all costs oh, really? players. Wow. For sure. So it's, again, like upside wins championships. Like I care way more about the upside than mm-hmm. the risk in this round range. And to me, like it was legitimately like Tyreek Hill-esque upside. Mm-hmm. Like 
if he could just stay healthy, like the talent's there. Brett Veach is not a liar. When Patrick Mahomes is entering his sophomore season, he was like, this is the greatest player I've ever watched football in practice. And like, he only had one start under his belt, and he said that. And this offseason, he said, Kadarius Tony is our wide receiver one. We think he's like super, un- like, uh, he, could, he could do the deep threat stuff that Tyreek did. He's super damaging after the, the, the catch. Uh, and so, like, I just saw, like, minimal downside. Like, even if he just gets, you know, some people said, oh, he's Nicole Hardman plus. Yeah. And it's like, okay, <laughs> but, like, he's one of the best yard. It's him and Debo yeah. are the best yak guys in the game. And, like, Patrick Mahomes averages 12 shovel pass touchdowns oh, per season. Yes. So he'll get that. Yeah. And, look, I, like, I really thought he was going to break so, leagues. This injury was devastating. Yeah, so obviously, like, you know, we got tons of just amazing fantasy docs. We have a, a fantasy doc that works – uh, closely with oh, and yeah, yeah. So, so tell me. So, no, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, you probably know as much as I know, but I think most people have kind of come to the conclusion that, you know, he had like a, you know, probably like a small tear in his meniscus uh, that yeah. ideally we're looking at like four to six weeks. But what I'm getting at is like his ADP is obviously going to drop, you know. Yeah. I How mean, far? Are you doubling down? Is the question. Of course, I, I, always, yeah. I always double down, man. Yeah. See, so, this is like a situation where you could like easily see like, oh, he's like, it's like he gets injured and then he's like an aftermath, and then Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, or whoever you have, kind of filling in this place. It's like we're, we're we're approaching that with the idea that like he's gone the entire season, mm-hmm. and this just opens up the path for them when the entire season, and we don't know. Have they said anything? That's they haven't said anything. Well, they said potentially week one, which so I think is about six weeks. Season, at least. Yeah, like so week five, we'll forget about it, basically. Yeah, like like week one, we could potentially forget so, about so it. So he's, he, you can get him at a discount right now, then. Potentially. I like the idea I, I, of, of doubling down or just like now, if you weren't in before, like grabbing some shit. Because you don't know. Like, he may not do anything the first one or two weeks, but like week three, when he's like healthy, like they had a plan for him. They have a plan for him. I don't know what that yeah. plan is, but they have a plan for him. Yeah. They traded for him. You know, they've been talking him up. So they have a plan. With these tournaments, all that matters is really late in the season anyway, right? Yeah. Like the first, like the D Hop conversation we had last year. That's right. Year, yeah. You know, it's like, for six, we, we drafted D-Hop, what, late or mid-round? And we were like, we're not going to have it for six weeks, so we have to figure it out. But when yeah. he comes back, he yeah. really kind of, you know, up our team. Absolutely. That's a great pack. We also got Josh Jacobs. And yeah. we, had to oh, like, we had to force ourselves. Like, <laughs> round seven, we were like, round seven, eh! Like, look, <laughs> let's not push it. Like, yeah. round seven, let's yeah. just, you know. We didn't like that. Yeah. 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 We did get the turn with that. So you know who I'm drafting to on the Chiefs? Uh, high, one of my highest on wide receivers in best ball and dynasty, Justin Ross. Oh, oh come on. Here we go. Come no. on. Oh, no. Come on. Here we go. Come on. Here we go. I thought I'd get in trouble here. You're, you're, you're with me, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a draft. You were pull, no, don't pull up the draft. That draft is ugly. But we had a draft and like we we drafted Mahomes. We actually drafted Mahomes. We had yeah. We were in, I think, the fifth pick in Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came to the fifth round. I mean, fifth yeah. Are you guys teaming up? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you pull it up? Let, let him yeah, yeah, see. Yeah, pull it up. This is not our best work, okay? Don't, don't critique too hard. But, yeah, we were like, obviously, we wanted to see, you know, okay, who could we pair him with? This is like. So, you know, real quick, we didn't mention it, but with uh, FFPC drafts or, or leagues, um, they give you what they call, well, I don't even know what they call it, but they give you this first look option. 
But basically, the the, the team, the two teams that play that Thursday night before the season starts, you can see how they play, but you don't have to set your lineup where they're locked in. You can actually see how the game plays out and then put them in your lineup after the fact. Wait, what is this? It's FFPC. What format? This format. Oh, you never heard of this? This Wait, has been like the last two or three yeah. years. Wait, what's going so on? So Thursday night's game is like a free preview. Yeah. So say you have Mahomes and he gets hurt. Because mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the Chiefs and the Lions. Yeah. If he's in your starting lineup, you can just take him out of the starting you lineup. Must, and add him. You, you don't have to put him in a lineup. Because yeah, you, you, don't, you don't have to set your lineup until the Sunday. Sunday. First week. This is a free preview. What? So, so, so everybody playing on Thursday yeah. night? What? Just load up. Last year, when you know we take the Texans and the Chiefs? Yeah. First of all, when I realized this. Just week one? or Just week one. 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 I realized this like two or three years ago. Yeah. I was like, Abby. You see the stand of the door? Yeah. Don't, 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 don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. We can literally take these players, see how it plays yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So if a guy hits, put him in your lineup. If he doesn't hit, like if Mahomes gets has a bust game, yeah. you don't have to actually have him in your lineup. Yeah. So it works out. So um, that's really good for the type of team we built. But you can go ahead with the team. All right. So Travis Kelsey. Uh, was our first pick. We stacked yeah, Travis Kelsey is probably my 101 in this format. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, so it's tight nice. We took Derek And Queen you got the stack. Yeah. Damn. And then we stacked. Which we fought about. With, yeah. <laughs> we fought about, <laughs> we we fought fought about that stack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you. We fought about I like it. this team. I don't know. You got a bunch of my guys. You got yeah. Darren Waller. Derrick Henry Mixon, I think, is is a great combo. Yeah, yeah. You got those receivers. Those like receivers. Go scroll up with the receivers. Oh, you're right. I mean, Marquise Brown, wide receiver thirty, is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just, we, you know, but the idea is like, you know, let's I see who wide receiver two is. Yes, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm Maybe, maybe Mahomes is not the pick, but I think our, I think our, I think our receiver two is Bateman. Because we ended up taking Kamara because we were like, you know what. We missed out on Elijah Moore. Like, receivers just went. Like, you yeah, know, we, yeah. we probably played there. We probably didn't have to go. Like, they went right before. Yeah, we like probably that. didn't have to go Dalvin Cook there. But I think uh, I think I was a little in it on that. I drive. mean, who who would we have went other than Cook? Like, scroll up, um, Chris. Like, it's not scrolling up for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it's my Wi-Fi. Maybe. So, so like, like we were saying with Michael Thomas, right? Yeah. Like, the last time he played a full season, he scored, like, the seventh most fantasy points per game in yeah. like NFL history, whatever it was. So like we know he has insane upside. Yeah. Pro- you know, probably diminished at this stage of his career, but like unrivaled upside within that ADP range. And like with Justin Ross, it's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. you know, once upon a time, you know, uh, as a rookie at Clemson, yeah. freshman at Clemson, he had the best age-adjusted yeah. yards per route run season in PFF history. Uh, he had more receiving yards than T. Higgins, who was older than him. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, who was older than him. Murray mm-hmm. Rogers, and it's like this was a guy who, like every draft pundit yeah. was saying, is this is the next Larry yeah. Fitzgerald? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. He's going to be a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. And then he had the spinal issue, which yeah. like he had the two years earlier yeah. when he set those ridiculous numbers. He just couldn't get a doctor to clear him. Yeah. And then he came back. Like he finally got a doctor to clear him. He came back. He had a uh, he a broken bone in yep. his foot. Yep. He, he like was he bad. He wasn't him. like terrible. Yeah, he, he like, tried to play he through just, it. Like, wasn't but as the good. The thing about it is when he got when he had those issues. I remember the coach at Clemson was talking almost like his career was over. 
Well, at like, first, yeah, he couldn't get a doctor. He yeah. saw he consulted like twelve different doctors, yeah. and like nine of them wouldn't clear. Yeah, so it was almost like if he, like it's almost like his future was just in jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like you know just kind of. And so, uh, you know, he had the broken foot for the pro day, so you have to like yeah. throw that out. And then with the NFL, only two teams cl- uh, had medical doctors clear him. Yes, he didn't uh, get drafted. One of which was the Chiefs. Yeah, but like they cleared him, and they're like, yeah. he's he's running routes in the field. Yeah. Like it seems yeah. like they're he's they running? gave him they gave him a free year last year. They kept him on IR. They they're they investing him, him. Yeah. and it's like, yeah. what's the competition? Like I I was like Sky Moore's biggest hater last year. Yeah, Justin Watson, I don't yeah. think is good. Richie James, I don't think is yeah. good. Rasheed Rice, I don't think is good. Nah, he's like a slot. He's I mean, a, all these guys are like super. Well, he's a super guy. Well, he's a super guy. Yeah. He was on the Giants last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but he had those games where he looked okay. Yeah, right? I, I, serviceable. I, that's the Giant. They just have like eight like run of the mill slot wide slot, receivers yeah. who don't really impress yeah, me. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so like a bunch of guys who are super mid, and yeah. then you have Justin Ross who like at least yeah. once upon a time was like yeah super elite. Kadarius Tony too like. If he could just play, just like, play, play 80% sure. of the snaps yeah. once, like, yeah. he's a freak. So, 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 Scott, can you look at the rest of Can you scroll? You didn't let him see. <laughs> I want to know what he thinks, right? Because, right. so you brought up Michael Thomas. <laughs> we talked about Michael Thomas, I believe. Receiver. But Michael Thomas went right before us. Like, scroll down a little bit. We already saw that part. So, Michael Thomas went right before us, and we settled on Bateman. Yeah. We were looking for somebody that possibly could be a wide receiver one, because that was going to be our second wide receiver. I, th- I think that was a good pick at the time. Now, okay. like, I, I don't know how long oh, it's going to be out. Oh, I still believe Okay, yeah. Don't, don't that's kill my dream. No, I, I, think, okay. I think clearly this round, like, he's the best pick. Okay. Uh, oh. No one after him either, like, OBJ, Gross. So I guess I want to ask, is there anything you Van. probably would have done differently just looking at our draft? We're, we're in the five hole. Just how things played out. Um, the guy drafted after, I mean, before us and all of that. Well, you got sniped on Tony. Uh, and, oh, and Gabe Davis and Lockett going. Yeah, and then Super there's a tier. Oh, no, I would have taken Pittman instead of Dalvin. Yeah, that's, that was a big one. That was a big one that we yeah, discussed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think Mahomes was a mistake. I liked it when I first looked at it. I think yeah. Mahomes was a mistake. Oh, damn. Uh, I might have taken uh, Penny instead of Kamara. I don't know. Actually, that's they, they're So you hired Penny this year? Are you yeah. not concerned with the contract at all? Because that's no, no. Point. I just like to me that's just Howie being smart is like okay. underpay the running back position. Mm-hmm. I think he's just clearly the best running back on the roster so long as he stays healthy. And it's like DeAndre Swift is good, but he's sort of like redundant to Kenneth Gainwell. So there's some uncertainty yeah. there. Whereas like who is the Miles Sanders? Like to me, it's clearly Rashad Penny, yeah. and he was getting first team reps today out of Come camp. On, man, you know that's right, but but. You know, you're right. It could change. He but they have, a, they have a plan, and their plan was he gets first team reps, and they said DeAndre Swift was working in the passing game. Right, right. The passing game. Situation. And I saw that. Or I don't know if I saw the exact same tweet as you, but I did see the tweet. They said he got first team reps, but they also got second team reps and third team reps. Okay, I didn't read so that. It's part. almost like they're rotating. I just stopped at first. Prior's confirmed, right? So, so yeah. I, I like Penny, but I mean, like, Kamara yeah. is a great. Like, what if he just, like, resumes yeah. the bell? Like, we haven't lost right? off on Kamara. We still believe yeah, cuz we yeah. think the talent is there the usage just was We just thought he was misused so badly yeah. last year and that led to all of his inefficiencies. Why they had him running in between the tackles over and over what? again I have no clue. It made zero it sense. So, it was so stupid, but like here's the thing, he also ranked he uh top 5 in route share, top 5 in target share and like when that happens you typically finish yeah. uh, like top 7 in fantasy yeah. points mm-hmm. per game. It's so rare because 
targets are so valuable. Yeah. I think it was like top three in each, actually. Uh, part of what happened was like the Saints' offense was so bad. I think like their last seven weeks, something like that, the average only like seven first downs yeah. per yeah. game. It was like worse or second worst. Like it was so bad. Uh, but also, like he was wildly inefficient. Like you remember, yeah. Alvin Kamara was the guy who like only gets 13 touches per game, yeah, but yeah. like scores as many fantasy points as the guys getting 25 touches yeah. per game. Mm-hmm. And now he's like the reverse. Where like last year and the year yeah. before, that could be injuries. Like I, I think a lot. I think a lot of it really had to do with the quarterback. And I'm not saying Andy Dalton played well. I think he played well for a PFF quarterback. PFF said he was a top five quarterback so, last year. Exactly. I think he played well from a standpoint of he was looking downfield. And when he would mm-hmm. look to Kamara, he would look to him literally as the last read, which is probably what quarterbacks are supposed to do in most offenses. But he would look to him so late that when he passed to him, it was almost like it was out of rhythm. As opposed to like a Drew Brees who like probably dropped back and understood that these guys are going to be covered. Let me play a little coy, look this way, and then let me quickly dump it off to Kamara in space. I don't know. I may be making some of this stuff up, but... I do like the idea of Derek Carr, who fed Jacobs, who mm-hmm. really wasn't. Did you know, he feed Jacobs known. that much? Did Jacobs get a lot of targets? Okay, maybe he was just a bell cow. He got he, he had more the most targets, targets than he used to. of his career. Yeah, yeah. Of his okay. career. so it wasn't like insane amounts. Yeah. So I actually like the idea of them bringing in Jamal Williams. I still think the issue is going to be TD and FD. Jamal Williams stinks. Yeah. I like Kendra Miller. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> how do you say his name? Kendra Miller. Is it Kendra? Okay. Yeah, that's how it's, that's, that's how it's said Andre. Yeah, that's how you feel like it's too easy. gonna come out one day and say his name is really Kendrick. I like I, I really really like Kendrick. Like this this ticker y'all see right here. Yeah, I have Kendrick Miller with like seven or eight. I like him a lot. I don't know where he he reminded me of Joe Mixon a little bit. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah. He's I nice. liked him more than uh, Zach Charbonnet. I liked him. Yeah, me too. More than me too. Devon Asia. He was fast too. Like he didn't run his forty because he was injured, but he's fast. There, there was right. one guy who does. Uh, like, uh, you know, they record, like, they watch, like, every game and, like, whatever your longest runs were, they run it through, like, some computer software to determine, like, like how fast they think you were running. And based on this is, like, he had, like, a 4.38 40-yard dash, which is, oh, like, insane. Wow. Really? It was heavy. I don't know how... Move him up, Chris. I'm, like, very skeptical of this, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just, like... Where he is in the record, move him up. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't run because, you know, he was coming off injury. Right, right, right. That's good to know, though. Well, guys, while we're talking about drafting, don't forget, the viewers are going to get the opportunity to draft against us mm-hmm. August 2nd. We have a draft, I believe that's 9 p.m. FFPC. Yeah. 9, 9 p.m. Eastern. Eastern time, Eastern. Right, 8 p.m. Right. Central. Right, yeah. right, right. World Central time. So yeah, we just put this draft out there to sucker them in. You want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> FAPC? Have you, have uh, you I haven't done one yet, but but I'm down to join one. you guys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Next you can come in. That's it. Y'all better. We just got the better one. We got better than you. Yeah. Well, you're gonna take all my guys. Really? We're locked up right now. Trust me. When us three get together, we we fight a lot. We fight a lot. Yeah. Trust me. So. All right, guys. I think that's the episode this week. Well, I wanted to ask. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. Oh, with. The training, so every team's now done the training camp so far, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Has anything that you've seen, because I know you're on Twitter a fair amount, has anything kind of stuck out to you that's kind of been in- interesting, whether it's small or big, just anything that's just kind of like, ooh, this intrigues me a little bit? 
Uh, I'll be honest. Like, I'm not really great on my feet. There might be okay. something I, I'm missing. I, okay. I will say for the most part, especially early in training camp, I, it's just confirmation bias. Like, right. I just like, oh, yeah, Darren Waller is crushing it. Giants camp, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Check, you know, like, it's like <laughs> Justin Ross, you know, like, is playing behind uh, Justin Watson. is like, ah, it's only one at a time. That's every fantasy player ever. <laughs> but, but I will say, like, the training camp buzz guys like i have a twitter thread somewhere where like every year i just like keep track of like the training camp buzz guys yeah. and like all of them stink all yeah. of them. like uh, romeo dubs like you yeah. can call that a hit he isaiah so pacheco like, and like that's like it. they have buzz during the training camp but they don't do anything during the season no, don't you so know? every year the guys who uh let's say mid-july to august jumped like six rounds in adp uh, those guys are never league winners. Those guys are never even like serious ADP beaters. Like Mike Davis a couple years ago. Like right. remember when that picture came out with Mike oh, Davis? Mike Davis in the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a guy like that this year that you think is kind of just rising up? Is probably going to end up. I mean, you don't have to be. So I, I'm saying like you could just fade that. I'm saying like you could profit by just like fading the fading the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the training camp hype machine, yeah, which is like these beat writers are just trying to you know get right. clicks. Or well, whatever. for me, the, the thing I only really look at is who's like what team they're running with like somebody yeah. in first team right oh yeah that's important that's really for sure yeah i like usage stuff is like oh sky Moore is definitely the chief slot wide receiver and it's like all right fuck yeah. like i'll move him three, three <laughs> rounds <laughs> exactly why not justin ross is the big slot but okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for this week. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out. Oh, man, that was amazing. That was a good one. Baby says all of the fun, but I hit the wall, and I've got a ton of thongs waiting for me to leave you. I know I'm alive, but I got the spot. The minutes are smiling, I'm blowing up shit. I don't understand why you're pretending. My heart is cold and blue. I wish you'd stop being nice, but you're at the blue.